0: Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to The Travis Stork Show. I'm your host, Dr. Travis Stork. And my guest today is none other than Khloe Kardashian. Probably needs no introduction, but many of you may know her from Keeping Up with the Kardashians or back in the day, Khloe and Lamar. She has her own clothing line, Good America. But today we talk about the much Maybe I'll say more important things in life. We talk about being parents and she's a mother to True who's two years of age. So we have a great conversation about um, parenting. And obviously I'm taking some advice since literally as I'm recording this today, uh, my son Grayson turned four weeks old. And also we get into a little bit of some medicine and how she's dealt with migraines over the years because anyone listening who has ever had a migraine or knows or loves someone who has migraines. They can be so debilitating. So if you're a parent, for instance, or in Chloe's case, also a businesswoman, migraines can truly ruin your day or even your week. Um, And I'll just say this also about Chloe. I had never met or spoken with Chloe before this conversation, but um, years ago, and many of you may remember when Lamar Odom was really, he almost died and I was Fortunate to be his first interview after the aftermath of all that. And one of the things that was remarkable to me when I was talking with Lamar, and it was a number of different interviews, as he was really trying to get his life back together. He was so complimentary of Chloe's compassion through everything that he went through, the ups and the downs. And obviously, there were a lot of things that happened that that were not ideal uh, in their relationship. But he literally many, many times kept talking about how she would do things that she didn't need to do and was there for him every step of the way. And so I knew in going into this conversation that Chloe was someone who was legit and authentic and real. And I'll tell you, the interview shows just that. Really enjoyed it. I hope you will as well. Hey, Chloe, how are you?
1: So good. How are you?
0: I'm good. I, you know, I think I'll start this off by telling you that I'm four weeks in as a parent. And the thing I've learned, cause I need some advice from you is when your baby starts crying because he's hungry or in your case, she is hungry. Everything has to end. It, so right before I hopped on with you, he was losing his mind. Oh my <laughs> god! So luckily I was able to quiet him down enough to do, to do the interview, but wow. A, uh, what what a what a 4 weeks it's been so i i thought it'd be fun to talk with you a little bit about parenting because i'm a new parent and true is how old now she's 2 So you're a pro now.
1: Well, hey, I don't know if you're ever a pro, but number one, congratulations. Thank you. And you need to stop the interview to go take care of your beautiful son. I totally get it.
0: Oh, thank you. He seems to be in a good place right now. So true as two, I'm curious because one of the, I'd say craziest things for my wife and I over the last, I'll say nine months while she was pregnant, going through the latter phases with this pandemic the openings, the reclosings, and then being a parent and trying to protect your kid and trying to understand, because even for me as a doctor, there's so much conflicting information out there. I'm curious what that's been like for you.
1: Yeah. I think at the beginning of everything, it was all so new and scary for all of us. So I definitely think at the beginning, it was a huge sense of almost helplessness, where do you go to for information information is still changing every day but at the very beginning of all this it was drastically changing and conflicting mm-hmm. and the heat kills it and then it's like never mind let's retract that so it was definitely scary when you are trying to be a good parent and protect your children i do have the blessing of only having a 2 year old so i don't have to monitor you know tv time and all that cuz she's not watching those things so and, but also I still have to stay educated and informed. And I was going through times that we were, you know, very like outside people. So we would be in the backyard and try to, you know, do the sidewalk chalk or just always being active. But then I would have to then kind of catch up on the news and then that would get so heavy. And then I would almost like to be in this toddler bubble with her. I'm like, you know, this is good. And the land of Elmo and Abby, I'm good over here. But, um, it's scary and it's hard. I definitely feel more for the parents that have multiple kids at all different ages and trying to teach you know, three kids different educations on three different levels and then also protect them from hearing some of the things that might not be appropriate or that we're still trying to figure out at this time. So it's different times, but with that, it's also, you gotta find the good in everything. So there's also beautiful times. I think the resetting of all of our lives, really figuring out how little we all need and what matters to us and what we value. And those are the things I've really been trying to focus on because it does, I think, get really overwhelming.
0: I'm glad you used the word reset because I'm literally writing a book that is about resetting your life. And it happens to be during the pandemic that I'm working on it. And I feel like that's one of the opportunities this allows. But the other part about resetting it, and for you, it's obviously different because- you have a level of notoriety, a level of fame that most people don't. And for you, I imagine creating the bubble during something like this has to be a bit challenging. <laughs> have you continued? Have you still been producing? And how have you gone about? Because as a parent, what are some of the biggest challenges with that while you're also um, raising true? And and there are all these new parameters that you have to decide as a parent. But also just for yourself as a very well-known figure.
1: Yeah. You know, I also have a clothing line and during this time, you know, retail has really taken a hit. And so to deal with that side of the business and trying to figure out what you do and how you save people's jobs and, you know, really trying to figure the business side out and the stress of that, but besides personal stress and then mm-hmm. our TV show took a hiatus, but that's, you know, we were doing a lot of self-filming and self-producing, still editing episodes, still trying to balance your personal life and really trying to also like still being kind of afraid of everything and trying to balance that and Mm -hmm. still, you know, be strong and everything and then still figure out work for everyone. Definitely. It's a different scenario from me versus you to somebody else, but we still have the similar issues or things that we're trying to navigate through during this uncertain time. Um, And congratulations on your book. I mean, I think right now this is an amazing time for that. I think people have to look at this as a reset, have to look at this as, okay, so now let's really prioritize what matters. I think for me, I would almost work until I would get sick or I would just work nonstop and just every minute of my day was utilized, but not necessarily doing what maybe I wanted to do, doing what was either the right thing to do or what I think I have to do. And I don't know who puts this fire under you, but you kind of just, for me, I would kind of almost be competing with my own self and trying Mm -hmm. to get the best out of every day with all of this. It's like you go to a screeching halt and you're like, okay, life still goes on. I'm still great. I'm still doing all these things, but it's such a sense of, for me, the value in my days are so much more meaningful to me and like being able to like be with my daughters as so much more than I normally am. And, um, even still, I work out before she wakes up, like reprioritize. I still like to have as much time with her and the cooking that I love. I love to cook, but I just don't have time to. And now I do. Um, but yes, I right, so really so-
0: quickly have to ask favorite go-to meal that you make.
1: Okay. Well, I don't make healthy food. I like to like...
0: I'm not judging. I'm not judging.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm big on like fried chicken, mac and cheese, or I make this amazing breaded crusted chicken that I love.
0: You and my wife yeah. would get along very well. <laughs> I think mac and cheese is her all-time favorite.
1: Oh, it's the best. And sometimes you need to have it out of a Velveeta box. It's like that much better, but probably well, the worst. Well, I,
0: I grew up with my mom making this. It was a... Mac and cheese with Velveeta, but it actually used spaghetti. Oh. So the, you know, the the spaghetti would absorb more of the cheese. Anyway, I have Yum. to confess I don't make it anymore. Yeah. I'm 48 now, Chloe. I have to I have to look after my heart health, you know? I don't I don't want to...
1: <laughs> I know.
0: So if that's your your favorite go-to meal, I have to ask you, um, getting back to being a parent, because I, I'm observing some of the same things in myself you mentioned how you have the opportunity to be more present with true well one of the greatest blessings for me and i never thought i would like this but i do i love slowing down and holding my son when he's feeding or after he's feeding or he's just sitting there staring at me and because this is a great time for a reset i truly thought i would be anxious during those moments and and impatient there's a whole new side of me now when I'm holding him, I just don't care about the other stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm curious. And and, you know, that's not been a challenging thing for me, but has there been something, maybe not, I'm only four weeks in, but over the first couple of years that you found challenging, that maybe surprised you something you weren't expecting to be as difficult as it is?
1: Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I think definitely like getting back to work and trying to figure out that balance. And I'm someone I like to work. I'm a very busy type of person. And so I was surprised how much I enjoyed also being with her kind of alone. Um, I had my baby in Cleveland. I didn't have family there. So I had so much more alone time with her without people coming over, always like, Oh, congratulations. So it was really nice though. I was surprised how much I responded to that in a positive way And then when I went back to work for the first time, it was hard for me. I always didn't really understand when people would say it was that difficult, but it is Um, that, I mean, we're in this potty training process and I'm still trying to figure that out. We're doing a good job, but it's where it's like, every day is just different. And it is, you just, I don't know, you just roll with it and you have to remember that there's no right or wrong timeline for kids. Everyone does things in their own way. And, Um, true has two cousins that are only three months. They're all three months apart. And so sometimes I see some of them and I'm like, but Chicago did this or stormy did that. I'm like, I can't do that. Like we're all different kids and different ages and we just learn differently. So I think just also understanding that too, is a little, I have to remind myself of that.
0: I started having a panic attack already going ahead in time to potty training. I'm just getting good at changing diapers now, but I are, I I have to say that I feel that even though we're here alone with Grayson and he, you know there's really no other little kids that he's hanging out with at his age, I find myself when he'll be doing you know sometimes after he eats the floor time, and some days he's down there and you can tell he's really strong and he's lifting his head up and turning it and I'm like good boy, and then he'll go a couple days where he just lays there. I'm like, Grace. come on, we can't regress now. Three days ago, you lifted and turned your head.
1: (laughs) These these milestones, it's wild. I was always like, I wouldn't think I would care about that stuff. You get so excited. Even after a day of work, if you're exhausted, you come home and you see your kid and you just have this surge of energy and you just figure it out and you just find a way to push through. And I mean, every little milestone like that is so fascinating. And i this is the shortest time of their lives. And so you really- have to get that excited about every little thing because it's going to be gone in a blink of an eye. So enjoy it.
0: I know. And that's such good advice. And before we transition, because I also want to talk about you being a mom and and a businesswoman and being so busy. And obviously as a doctor, I want to talk to you a little bit about your migraines, how you've dealt with that and everything else. But before we go into that subject area, I have to ask you because I'm asking everyone. So if you gave me one piece of parenting advice, since you're multiple years into this. I got a four week old turned four weeks today. G- give me a little nugget, Chloe, just what, whatever. It could be something simple or profound, just a nugget that that may come in handy.
1: God, how much time do we have? No, but I do think consistency is key. I think whether you want to discipline or love, whatever I think being consistent and your kids crave consistency and they, they love routine. Um, I know like the sense of security my daughter gets. She knows, you know, she knows she's going to eat because it's like the same routine every day. She doesn't have to cry or wonder if something's going to happen. She knows after her bath, okay, I'm going to rest now. Now it's bedtime. I think they really crave some sort of routine or repetition and just try to be as present as you can. Um, Just be in the moment. I know with technology and phones and TVs, it's so easy to be distracted and everybody grabbing at you, especially... During this time too, I'm sure you're being pulled in a million different directions, but try to be as present as possible because it flies. It really does.
0: Now I'm getting excited to go hold him after this interview. <laughs> I feel like before we know it, he's going to be leaving the house. You know, in the routine thing, interestingly, I, I I can see why it's so important, and we've been trying to follow a routine where we're feeding at certain times. But what's ironic is during the pandemic, it's the first time, and I don't know how it has been for you, but In the last 12 years, it's the first time where I'm not always on an airplane. And what's interesting is even though we have a newborn and there's no, you know, sometimes they wake up at the weirdest hours. But what's interesting is I grew up and after college, I was very adventurous and I loved just as an ER doctor, I didn't know if I was going to be working at 4 a.m., asleep at 4 a.m. But as I've gotten older and especially during the pandemic. I love a good routine now. I love knowing that when I wake up, I know I'm at home now and I love knowing where I can make a, you know, a coffee. And I know that the fridge is packed with the foods that I put in there. I'm becoming a huge fan of a routine now that I'm able to actually have one. So I think that could be so true with kids, but speaking of routines and speaking of the realities of life, we'll make this a smooth transition into when you're a parent, You always want to be present when you can be, and you always want to be the best parent possible. You want to be the best in everything in our lives. You want to be the best partner. If you're working on something for your business, you want to do that to your absolute best. But sometimes something happens medically or health-wise or emotional-wise that greatly affects that. And I know that you're someone who has dealt with migraines. And if I've learned one thing as an ER doctor, you can never predict when they're going to come on. And it's not as though when they come on, you can just stop being a mom or doing the other things you're doing. So I'm curious if you can give me a little background in terms of when those started for you and how you've navigated life as a busy mom and and successful woman and entrepreneur. When a migraine hits, how long you've been dealing with that and how you're doing with that um, now that you're you know, hopefully you've learned how to deal with them better than when they first started.
1: For sure. I mean, I started um, suffering from migraines since the sixth grade. And when I first started getting them, I'm the only one in my family to at first have them and everyone kind of downplayed them. And I never had anything to kind of compare them to. So everyone was like, no, they're a headache, like push through, finish going to school. Like my parents almost thought it was an excuse. And then I almost without them knowing, like kind of shamed myself and to stop talking about migraines because I would keep getting told it's not that big of a deal. Um, and then actually when my dad was going through chemotherapy, he started receiving his first migraines. And he then said to me, oh my God, I had no idea how debilitating this is. I'm so sorry. And of course I didn't want him to suffer from them, but it did make me feel a little vindicated. Like, okay, somebody knows that I'm not just making this up and that this really is, Something that's that debilitating. I become blind on like the left side of my eye. Mm-hmm. I get super, super nauseous. I might throw up some days. And yes, yeah, sometimes they come out of the blue. And sometimes I could sense almost a trigger. Um, I'll start to get a subtle headache, but it's it's different than a headache. Like I know it's about to gear up and get worse. Um, stress, lights, some of those things are more triggers for me. And during my pregnancy, I ended up having more and more migraines. Um, I've been put on a couple different prescriptions in the past and none of them have really worked for me. And then Nurtec ODT, I did as a sample, I tried it and it's a, a dissolvable tablet and it worked so quickly, um, about 15 to 20 minutes in. And I was shocked. I told my doctors of, like, oh my goodness, those work so well. Um, and when you have a migraine, you can't think about walking to go get some water or anything. I like mm-hmm. every footstep is like some giant walking on your brain. So to have a dissolvable right next to my bed, it was really convenient for me. And, um, there could be side effects. Some people do experience nausea, but besides that, I mean, it's been really great in my experience and that's really how I've been dealing with them recently. And I, I really am so grateful for this medication because prior to that, the other medications I would try, I would get a lot of rebound headaches and yes, I would trade one thing for another, but with this for me, I've just respond really well and I'm grateful for it. And so I told my doctor how well I responded and then now I'm here.
0: Well, I'm curious, have you tried other non-medication therapies over the years and have you found them to be helpful? Some people swear by and there's some pretty good evidence for acupuncture. For some people, as you mentioned, there can be triggers that are very well known like stress or lights, but Some people eat a certain food. Are there either foods you've avoided or alternative practices that you've also engaged in that can help you maybe stave off migraines, if not so much treat one once you already have it?
1: So I've been allergy tested. I'm not allergic to any foods or drinks or anything like that. Um, I do know that when I'm more stressed out, I get them. But especially during this pandemic, sometimes stress is uncontrollable. Um, I do know that when I work out more, I tend to have less migraines. But sometimes with our crazy lives, we just can't work out the way that we probably wish we can. Um, but I do try to stay hydrated. A lot of water helps me in working out consistently. That really does decrease my amount of migraines. But I have a neurologist that I've, I see I get MRIs every now and then to make sure I'm all good there. And I've done acupuncture, the peppermint oil, all of those things that probably helps some people. And I don't believe there's a one size fits all for anybody. I think you have to consult with your doctor and they Mm -hmm. know that your past history and see what's best for you. And there's definitely other methods that you can try. But for me, um, this has been the one that's helped me the most. Um, I know acupuncture helps a lot of people and I'm sure it maybe helped a little, but it definitely didn't it didn't decrease my migraines a significant amount, which I wish it did.
0: And I think going back to when you were in sixth grade, one important point I can make as a doctor is first thing you have to do is get the proper diagnosis. Because if you get your first, you start getting headaches, make sure that you get a proper medical diagnosis. This is for anyone listening. And that's the reason that is so important is because headaches can masquerade as many different things. And, Getting the proper diagnosis is always the most important thing for getting the proper treatment. And you mentioned something else in medicine that's somewhat unique. You can, the reason being an ER doctor can be challenging is because you're trying to diagnose a presentation that may make no sense if you haven't been doing it for a long time. I remember as a med student, someone came in and they couldn't see out of their eye. And of course, I'm thinking, what is going on here? is it a stroke? Do they have a tumor? I'm thinking because I'm a med student, I still don't really understand. I haven't seen many presentations and, you know, then slowly evolved into a headache for this person and they hadn't had a headache like this before. And of course, we had to rule out all the serious stuff. And that was the way they were were presenting with a migraine. And I, you know, I never, I never realized how complex These symptoms could be, and the reason I'm bringing that up is for anyone out there who's listening, the symptoms can be so different, like you said, depending upon the individual, the treatments can be so different depending upon the individual. But if you're having these weird symptoms accompanying your headaches, make sure you are being treated by a neurologist who knows what they're doing, who specializes in this because migraines can ruin your life if you don't manage them i mean that's based i haven't had them but i have seen patients who they come into the er and they are at their wits end and they they feel terrible and you also mentioned odt oral dissolvable tablets you know a lot of times in medicine if someone feels really sick you can't really it's not like you're going to take a pill swallow it because you might throw it right back up which is why you know dissolvable dissolvables can be so great i'm curious if you're Sorry young. to cut you
1: off hearing your empathy. It's like for you to say you've never had a migraine. It's so nice and refreshing. I know you're a doctor, but still I've gone to a lot of doctors and not everybody still has that empathetic nature as you do. And it's so nice because if you've never experienced a migraine, it's easy to kind of just brush it off, but they are debilitating. And that's why, mm-hmm. you know, um, ODT are saying is take back today because I I do have quite a few migraines that come in the morning and it, they used to wipe me out and so I would be in this fog that I yes I would go through the day and just go through the motions but I genuinely could not remember what I did I was just doing what I had to do and to go lay back down because you just have to be a mom you have to go to work and do what you have to do but they are debilitating and they are they're awful and I would become blind I would become violently ill, throwing up everywhere. They're just, they're not fun. And so I appreciate how sincere and empathetic you are with that.
0: Well, I, I couldn't not be empathetic based on the things I've seen over the years. And I, I think it's important for everyone to have empathy for things they don't understand in medicine and maybe my number one goal. And when I started even hosting the doctors, it was to allow people a safe place to talk about these kinds of things, and I'm really sorry that back when you were in sixth grade that nobody really took you seriously. I can't even imagine at what, 12 years of age who you are suffering from this. And there is, there's two parent cultures out there. The one is the helicopter parent who, oh my gosh, you, fall, you fell, you skinned your knee. Oh my gosh, you need to have surgery. And then there's the other mentality of you'll be fine. I have to caution parents out there because parents who are always of the mindset, you'll be fine. (laughs) Sometimes your kid is actually suffering from something very real.
1: For sure. And, you know, I, my parents are amazing, but with that, I was like, no one's listening to me. And I, and I try to be more aware even with maybe how I might respond to somebody too. I think from my experiences, I'm not saying you know, they're right or wrong. I think my parents were doing the best they could, but definitely at that time, I would suppress almost how I was feeling or the pain I was in just because I already knew what the answer was. But teachers, a lot of adults would do that to me if I went to the nurse's office. But I do agree. You know, I did, I've gone to neurologists really ever since I've been 16 on um, to, you know, rule out any seriousness of anything. And I think that's a really important thing. Don't just do things to mask something. Um, and speak up. If you feel you're in charge of your own body, if you feel that something's not right, I think everyone, I don't know why people are so afraid to go to doctors. I think information's beautiful. I would rather know information so I could tackle the problem head on rather than try to avoid it and run away from it. And then God forbid it's too late. You can't do anything.
0: Uh, And I would just add, you're so spot on healthcare system here is obviously flawed In many ways, but if you can find a good doctor, you trust it can change your life. I have to ask you because you mentioned working out and it helps maybe prevent some of your migraines. Do you have a go to workout? You've been mentioning getting up early in the morning, but do you have something that you do? Or if you're working out, you have to do every single day, whether it be a cardio workout or resistance. What's your go to workout?
1: I do resistance training every day or about five to six days a week. Um, And my go-to that like I travel with everything is a jump rope. I could do it in hotel rooms. It's small, it's portable. And jump roping seems like it's a breeze, but even two minutes, you are panting, you're out of breath. It's exhausting, but it's a full body workout. And I like to sweat. I'm not a girly girl in the gym. I I think I'm like training for some, I don't know, Olympics (laughs) or something and I love it.
0: Oh, well, I, that's the one great takeaway here. And I'm, I'm going to shout this from the rooftops. If Chloe, you can find time to work out and take care of yourself with all that you're doing and having a two-year-old, then all moms out there, it's not selfish to take some time for yourself. I would just add that we have never, um, I don't think we've spoken in person before, but I, I've, you know, in, in over the years, I've talked to individuals who've talked about you and have said how compassionate you are and how sweet you are. And I have to say, having spent little time with you, I I really appreciate you being a quite obviously really good person during a time in the world when, whether it be in Hollywood or in real life, good people, sometimes it feels like there aren't as many around as there used to be. So thank you for, for um, staying true to who you are. And, and speaking of True, yeah, give True a kiss for me.
1: I will. Thank you. And congratulations and enjoy every single minute because it's the best. It really is. And it gets better and better and better. Wait till, you know, he says daddy or Dada. Oh my God, you're going to melt. I can't
0: wait. And Chloe, before you go, this is not doctorly advice, but the one thing that I, I have to say, because I know you probably run yourself ragged at times, you have earned the right whenever you want to, to say No.
1: Thank you. I know. I need to.
0: Well, just remember that. Great talking to you, Chloe. I really enjoyed it.
1: I enjoyed it too. Thank you so much. I hope you have a great day.
0: You too. Be well. I hope you enjoyed listening. Do not forget to subscribe and download and tell your friends. I would love to build this community and continue to be all about authenticity, optimism, and hope. Uh, Looking forward to the next podcast. We'll see you soon. The Travis Stork Show podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only and is not intended as a replacement or substitution for any professional, medical, financial, legal or other advice, diagnosis or treatment. This podcast does not constitute the practice of medicine or any other professional service. The use of any information provided during this podcast is at the listener's own risk. For medical or other advice appropriate to your specific situation, please consult a physician or other trained professional.